Welcome to Endless 08, a time loop anime podcast. I'm Duffo. And I'm BJ. It is 2008. We are watching and discussing anime from 2008, the year that it is. And what a good year that it is. What a good year that it is. Uh, due to a disruption in space-time, we are joined by two guests today. <laughs> uh, Seamus and Charlie, <laughs> if you both like to say hey for us. I feel like I've been dragged into this, back to this year, and I'm, I'm not sure I ever wanted to be here, but here I am. I guess, hi. I guess we'll see where this goes. <laughs> I don't think I ever left. <laughs> <laughs> you all found me. Yeah, I uh, was just here. 2008, what, what do your anime watching habits look like at the time? Oh, uh, look, we, we didn't really have a lot of internet at my house, at least. You had that sweet, sweet, like, off-peak, on-peak internet, and you had uh, uh, 20 gigs during the day for the month, and the rest was off-peak at night. And yeah. that was split up religiously between people. So me being me, my anime watching was you spend all your pocket money on a USB and then you go to the library after school and then download the episodes from YouTube in parts one, two, and three per episode onto your USB so you can go home and watch it. And then when your parents yell at you for wasting the internets, you can whip out your USB and go, ha! This is government internet that I wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I get a, a pat on the back and some ice cream in this nice fantasy of mine I have. <laughs> Ice cream was better in 2008, wasn't it? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. When I wasn't lactose intolerant. (laughs) (laughs) I think ice cream tastes great now. I hate you. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, For me, I think 2008 was probably when I really started. Like, I'd I'd watched anime before then, but I didn't really watch anime until then. And that's when it was like, uh, you know, your big threes, um, anything and everything. And it was just leapfrogging from one thing to the next. Oh, this is good. I'm going to watch this thing that's related to that. And then anything that was coming out as it was airing. It was <laughs> when I started to automate all my <laughs> procurement. Yeah, because I guess back then <laughs> there were like three new shows a year at best. Or at least in Australia oh, anyway. I, I was going to say, incorrect. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can definitively tell you that there was a torrent of shit <laughs> even yeah, back in 2008. We have the spreadsheet that shows <laughs> all the things that we have to go through. Yeah, I think my knowledge from then is what is available to me on YouTube because I didn't know what torrenting was. <laughs> I mean, ABC Three Kids was a fantastic time for anime in Australia. <laughs> yes, and it had the show that we are about to discuss today. Um, oh, yeah, a lot of the shows that we uh, go through are stuff that haven't had that much of a lasting impact, haven't had a footprint, kind of have small niche followings uh, if you go back to it, but you don't see a lot of talk about them. This is not one of these shows. Uh, this is a big hitter we are talking about today. This is Vampire Night. It's so disappointing to call this a big hitter because, holy shit, this does not deserve to be one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm going to just let that statement stand. I'm not going to fight that. <laughs> I thought about it for a hot second. I'm like, nah, nah, you're right. When you're in a desert and there's not much water, <laughs> any single drop becomes phenomenal. Mm. No, yeah. no, <laughs> just no. Uh, 2008 was actually both seasons of Vampire Night. Vampire Night and Vampire Night Guilty both aired this year. Oh, God, am I going to have to watch another one? <laughs> We are oh. just talking about the first season for now. For now? Oh, God. <laughs> Please got, bring me back for season two. Because <laughs> it gets progressively worse so much faster than the first season. Yes, yeah, season one was definitely a lot of setting up the characters and the premise. 
season two was, all right, now you know everything. Let's make it worse. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead now. I still don't know everything, though. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? Why am I still? Why is she still here? Why is he doing that? What's that guy's deal? What's going on? I have none of my questions have been answered. I take it you don't want to give me a brief overview of what this show is about. Then vampires and humans exist in this world. The vampires and humans decide to make a school together. Why? Fuck knows. Um, the, so they can be friends. <laughs> sure. Yeah, every time they say, yeah, why'd you start the school? They just kind of leave it blank, implying, yeah, I wanted to be friends, but realistically, we all know there's something else going on. And I don't know what that something else is that's killing me. Um, and we've got a girl who was uh, found one day by a high-born vampire, pure blood, that's the word. Mm. And uh, she got adopted by the headmaster of the school and then just follows the story of this school, which is not particularly interesting, if I'm honest. Is that I- good enough? <laughs> I can already feel I'm going to be the most positive at the table about this show, and that scares me a little. <laughs> look, look, I, I have a lot of negative things to say about this show, but I will not deny at the time I was deeply in love with this show mm-hmm. for both good and bad reasons. Look, I have a lot. There is a soft spot in my heart for this show. I think it was one of my earliest cosplays. We'll, we'll get oh, into that yes. later. <laughs> but, yeah, there's there's a – just from that, like – What's the word? Uh, yeah, yeah. Summary. I'm like, man, yeah, they just really didn't tell you shit until season two, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I, this, this, so in back when this came out, everyone at school was that I knew was super into this. Like this was the thing. Everyone loved it. I never watched it because I looked at like a photo of it and I went, oh, that's a kind of. Yeah, I will say this is, this is shoujo. This is targeted towards teenage girls. It is an angsty romance show. Yeah, and I was an angsty kid, and so that kind of just reminded me of myself, I think. And I was like, no, nah, <laughs> don't, don't really need any more of that. Um, and so I just wrote it off as trash. And I'm willing to say that it's not as trash as I had assumed it would be. Damn. Still not good. <laughs> but, you know, like there's, there's some stuff in here that I have a couple of notes that are like, oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, they did that. Okay, cool. But the rest of the time I was sitting here just going, why? What are you doing? Wait, no, why? <laughs> Tell me something, please. And nobody did. Um, I'm going to jump in with some production context oh, yes. uh, for all of you. Oh, God, uh, please. So the original manga was created in 2004 by Matsuri Hino. Uh, this was published in a shoujo uh, magazine called Lala, which I wasn't too familiar with. Um, the one big thing that they had running concurrently with this in that magazine at the time was Uran High School Host Club. <laughs> Oh, be still my heart. Wait, why are we reviewing that? That's such a much, that's a much better show. You're not from like, 2008. No. The year that it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I hate time travel. Uh, this was picked up by Studio Dean, who uh, their, their history is that, you know, they're a big hitter, uh, especially in the 80s and 90s. Uh, they were formed by ex-Sunrise employees. Um, they The big first show they put out was Urusei Yatsura, which is you know, still held up as like a, a very sort of early pinnacle of the time. Um, this is a studio. They did Ranma. They did Fruits Basket. Um, by the time we get to 2008, they are putting out half a dozen shows a year. None of them really have staying power behind them. Uh, it's, it seems like they are doing a, a lot of uh, shoujo, a lot of boys' love adaptations, uh, which aren't designed for primetime slots, but are just kind of filling out the back end of the season. So what? can can you clarify for me what slots was BL designed for? <laughs> <laughs> Please, <laughs> I'm not sure you want the answer to that. No, I'm positive I do. <laughs> yeah. 
But so this show was what they were banking on in 2008. And it, it goes really well for them. Like this gets heavily merchandised. Um, the, you know, the character designs for this are quite good and distinctive. No. No? No. I, I, the uniforms are good. The uniforms are so good. <laughs> the uniforms are so good. They're phenomenal. Okay, okay, okay. I know, I know we're just talking about the anime, but I got to hop in and be like, the manga and how it looked, it was so pretty and you lose so much of this in this shitty anime. And it just, they just look like insects. Yuki especially, with their big bug eyes that kind of warp every time she moves. So I get that it, I just have a soft spot for this particular art style in manga, in parentheses there. Mm. Yes, they're definitely borrowing the style from someone who has a distinctive thing and does art well. Um, there is some kind of sloppy key work that happens in this show. I will concede <laughs> that, absolutely. Um, but yes, this gets heavily merchandised. Uh, like I said, it gets uh, two seasons. Um, they, they go really heavy on drama CDs for this, where they, they do use a lot of the voice actors uh, and bring them back to do continuing storylines on. There is a dating sim that comes out for this. Mm. And uh, the, the big exciting thing in 2015, they put on a musical... <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm not I watching see that oh, wait, so no, much. No, it's not 2008, guys. We don't get to see. We don't, <laughs> sorry, we don't have to see it. That's what I should be saying. There. Yeah. Oh, it does. Have, have you seen this, Charlie? Yeah. Why do you even need to ask me? That? <laughs> <laughs> like it's not inherently obvious. Of course, I've seen the Vampire Night Musical. Nick, can, can you please tell us about it? <laughs> I just, again, it was one of those things that I I had to watch on a shaky hand cam on on YouTube because mm. that was the only like avenue it was available to me at the time because it's Australia, um, and it was awful. Because I remember the first time I watched it was on the shaky hand cam. There was absolutely no subs or dubs of any kind. So the only context you have is, thank Christ I've read this slash watched this. I kind of know what's going on. Ah, look, they put the anime intro in there. Ah, yeah, I, I know that one. That's cool. And it's so cringe. Like, it's it's unbearably cringe. Like, you have things like the, the, the Death Note uh, musical, which is phenomenal to this day. I will. I love that soundtrack is amazing. And then you got the vampire night. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would put like early gen star kid musicals above where this musical came Oof, out. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I ate it up because I didn't have anything left. What, what to I'm hearing me. from this is like high school theater production. Musical oh yeah. Levels of, yeah. of good. What I'm hearing from this is that it only goes downhill from 2008. <laughs> yeah. I, I recommend watching it with a couple of drinks and friends because if you watch it now alone in your apartment, it's just sad. It's just very sad. <laughs> Not so much the musical, but for yourself. It's just deeply unsettling. So you need to be some kind of inebriated with friends so you can mock it because then it's just the musical mocking you for being there alone watching it. <laughs> Do, Do not it, recommend. Does it keep like the gothic music theme at least? It, or is it going to show tunes? An attempt was made. That's kind of, I mean, you can, you can see the, the influences uh, from like the, the drama CDs because at least the version I watched like at the time, no idea if it was like the original version with the original stage cast because I don't, I don't remember that far forward into the future now, I guess. <laughs> um, but it was... Um, yeah, yeah, I think you were right, Seamus, with the, the high school production, or at least that's how it looked on the shaky hand cam that I was watching. Mm, the dude was really far on the back. <laughs> so, like I said before, this show is structured as a romance, and it is a love triangle specifically. So, the three characters we are introduced to at the start of this, we have Yuki, who is our main heroine. She was uh, She's orphaned. 
uh, and she has been raised by the the headmaster of this academy after being saved by one of our main male heroes in this, uh, Kaname, who is a pure blood vampire. <laughs> Uh, so she has been brought up in this household and he's been like a regular visitor to her and he's like known her his entire life. Um, vampires in this, I'm getting aged slower. I don't um, want this, this. I like that that wasn't a statement. That was a question directed over. I mean, like, vampires in this world. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, rate. hold on, hold on, hold on. There's shit you find out in season two that could technically be classified as a spoiler about aging and stuff. I don't so care. Do Just wanna... do it. Just do it. I'm not going to fucking watch it. <laughs> Vampires, if I do, I'm going to forget before I... Vampires anyway. age the same rate until they hit maturity and then they age lower. And, or unless they want to, like, e- expressly change their own forms to reflect something specific or take on the form of somebody else. Or possess someone. Yeah. The, Which are all options. Please. The sense I get from this is if you're a pure blood, all logic just goes out the fucking oh, window. Oh, yeah, you you get whatever power that you pull out of your ass that day. Nobody <laughs> knows anything about pure bloods because they don't talk about it. Even the pure bloods don't know. Like, there's shit that happens in season two and Conway is like, ah, oh, I didn't know I could do that now. Lol. Yeah. So, uh, what would you say the appeals of Kaname as a romantic hero are? All right. I, I think I can address this. Um, he is stoic, quiet, reserved, and brooding. Which are all the things that I thought I was as a teenage <laughs> boy, which is why I'm no longer a boy. That was a tragic mistake that I made for half my life, but I've rectified that now. And good God, what a piece of shit! <laughs> don't 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 say no. He's 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 just misunderstood or something. Nah, this motherfucker could say things and doesn't. He could be nice and isn't. He's just an asshole. Uh, it wants to play up his protective streak a lot. That's you know. the other thing. He's a groomer, and it's really, really, really uncomfortable throughout the entire thing. It's it gets worse when you find out more oh in season God. two. The word groomer is so appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I brought up the aging thing because you have all these flashbacks to her being like a nine-year-old, and he's there as like you know a, a teenager, mm-hmm. um, sort of uh, hanging out with her, and then you know when she's like you know an, an older teenager now as well. He's like, oh, you know, we, you don't talk to me like you used to. You know, we don't hang out. We don't like... Like a creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah. That or overpro- grandfather. <laughs> the, the awful overprotectiveness of the, like, I, you know, I don't want anybody else to drink your blood because that's for me or whatever. Like, yeah, get, get the fuck out of here, bro. That's just nasty. Ugh. He's anime Hannibal. That's... I guess, yeah. Yeah. And people do find him sexy. They shouldn't. Top tip, listeners, uh-huh. don't uh-huh. don't think of Hannibal that way. It's not going to end well. He is the worst <laughs> option out of the the love triangle. Okay, objectively. so we are we are team zero then, are we? I no, am. absolutely not. <laughs> All these what motherfuckers can go die in a hole. This so, is like if you had to choose. So if I could split myself as a teenager into two halves, it would have been that Kaname half for the like quiet brooding. Like, yeah, I wasn't like that realistically. It was just a piece of shit, but that's what I thought of myself. Zero is the other half of the way I thought of myself, which was like, how to put it, like um, uh, combative. Angry. Um, angry. Uh, like Clinically depressed. Clinically depressed <laughs> and, and actively defiant of any emotion and defiant of any assistance. This motherfucker, if he just accepted a little bit of help, He'd probably be a bit happy with his life, but all he does is bitch and moan the entire time about his lot in life and how and what's happened to him, despite the fact that a lot of this, honestly, it's his fault. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Sorry, I, I, I should be a bit careful. Becoming a vampire is not his fault, but, but not appropriately dealing with that, absolutely all his fault. 
people are offering him like, yeah, I can help you with this. Do you want to do this? And he's like, no, fuck off. Go away. I'm, I'm over here being broody and me. Go away. I'm, don't help me. I can do this on my own. You can't just okay. accept the help. Let me, let, me, let me pose it to you this way. If, if you had pretty much two people left in the world that were willing to give you a hand and they were fucking kind and Yuki, would you say fucking yes? No, they're insipid and annoying. They're awful. <laughs> Cross is also helping him. That's Kyan. That's yeah. Kyan. Oh, yes. that's Kyan. Okay, mm. I was like with names. He is my favorite character. That's because oh, he's yeah. amazing. He's objectively yeah. amazing. He but rocks like, up in was, this yeah. androgynous look and has the most positive and amazing outlook of everyone. I'm like, I'm living for any scene that he's in. <laughs> just to have mm-hmm. him fawn over his, his adopted daughter. I just, I'm here for it. I Everything else can go die in a hole over there. I don't care. I just want this motherfucker in here the, yelling at the me. The first time I watched this, I actively remember hating the absolute shit out of Kyan. I just, I did not care for him. It was just this irrelevant, goofy character. I want the serious, the angst. I, I want all that. Watching it again now... Why did I think that? He's the best character. He's just a good dad. But like in my brain, I'm like, from Zero's perspective, he would be so annoying. I'd fucking hate him as a dad. Me now? Fuck, I want that dad. That's because <laughs> the bar is so low. That's because hey. Zero's a little bitch. I mean, I'm not denying that. He's just objectively a better option over Kaname. No, you know what's the better option? Fuck you all, I'm out. I mean, yeah, but this is a... This is a if you had to pick, because apparently there's only two hot dudes in the universe, even though you're in a school full of other sexy vampires that you know, also kind of want to hate you, but you maybe know who just I'd pick over those two. Whoever the the second head of the um, vampire dorm is, the blonde one. That's not the goofy blonde one, but uh, the slightly more serious blonde Takuma. one. Yeah, because uh, yeah. he was kind and he was nice. He had a bit of brood in him sometimes, but you know, like mm, he's we dude. don't know much about him. But I yeah. think that's because they were focusing on these idiots over here. We've got this nice dude over here. We could we, we could be chatting to this guy. Nah, apparently not. Yeah, well, when we do this episodes I always write out the names of the characters and that's really useful because there is a surprisingly deep pool of uh, night class students here yes and I yeah they get a lot more fleshed out in season two again I'm so sorry (laughs) they just they're just like wallflowers in the first season and they get so much cooler as it goes on and man most of them hate her for good reason her being Yuki but like she did man she's just got such poor taste in men in general (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you, you can see the, the seeds of like what they're going to be later on. So the way that this school operates is that by daytime, all of the humans come to school and that's called the day class. And then at the nighttime, there is like a group of what, uh, just under a dozen vampires mm. who are all the children of vampiric aristocrats, uh, which gives them access to wizard powers that vary between them. <laughs> I think in season one we see those wizard powers precisely twice. I think there was th- like three or four total. Like, but some of them were just like he snuffed out a candle. Ooh, there's some scary. elemental control. I think there's a. We are always seeing Hanabusa freeze stuff. Yeah, Hanabusa <laughs> freezes stuff, and um, the hottest vampire, the the one with the spiky hair, that's Idol's friend. I know. Uh, Akatsuki. Akatsuki. Yeah, Akatsuki. Yeah, yeah the Naruto dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to keep the names up because in my brain, I don't remember names. It's just like faces and emotions towards said characters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and the the reason that uh, Yuki and Zero, they are both humans or start out as humans at any rate. Um, and they, they, uh, they are the disciplinary committee at this school. 
And the thing they do is they watch over the transition from day school to night school. Like when the sun goes down, there is a transfer. Um, all of the day school students are super excited about the night school because like they're all hot, sexy. Uh, like they, no one knows they're vampires, but they still have vampire charisma. Yeah, because I think like in the, in the lore of the world, like no one knows that vampires exist aside from like the few elite and then the vampires that aren't insane level E's are all aristocrats or like big businessmen and quote unquote idols literally in the actual world. Like there's a scene where I think it's, um, is it, is it Ido or is it, uh, uh Senri is the one who works as a male model. Yeah. Senri is a male model. And then Ichijo at one point has some like university lecturers being like, please baby, let me publish this paper you wrote. It'll make us so rich. And he's like, please fuck off. <laughs> You're too stupid for me to talk to you. Please leave. So I've got a very important question. Does any actual schooling happen at this school? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Sorry. Before we, before we go into deeper lore. In the anime. Does any actual yes. schooling happen at oh, this yeah. school? No, yeah. I, I heard them do algebra. <laughs> yeah, and they have a really I heard them hot do that. ethics teacher. I heard the, them do the that. The night class had an ethics class? I heard them do that in the day school. They in, the, in the night school, it seems to be, what happens is they have one classroom, they all saunter in, and everyone just chills out on a chair and just shoots the shit for the rest of the <laughs> night. And so much so that they've got a special elegant chair set to the side for Konami. Like, what the fuck is this? This is not... A, and apparently for the rest <laughs> of the show... Like, there's three times, four times when we see them in the classroom. For the rest of the time, they're all just wandering around outside the classroom, doing whatever. Like, the point of the night class isn't for them to learn. It's for them to do heightened, in air quotes, research into, like, fields and topics. They're the ones who, uh, they come up with the, the, the concept of the blood pills in the show. Yeah. The night class developed and produced those. That, that, that's where it comes from. Cool. Could they show me some of that? Yeah, Please? nice. I would love to And the one, the one class we get is the actual, is the ethics class, which is just... A front for a vampire hunter trying to threaten them. He walks in, threatens them, starts to leave. Somebody throws a knife at him and that's it. And it's so sexy. Good class. There's an eye punch <laughs> and a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the bar is so low in this show. I got to take what I could get. I'm not fucking looking, even when I was a teenager, I'm not looking at these other teenagers being like, oh my God, hey, no, I want the hot cowboy vampire hunter. You kidding me? <laughs> he, he is cool. Toga Yagari. <laughs> is this character. Uh, he's introduced in here. Uh, Zero, to come back around, he is from a family of vampire hunters. His parents and his twin brother were both murdered uh, by a pure-blood vampire. Um, part of his whole angsty struggle is that uh, he actually got, like, half-turned, and so he has been uh, struggling with becoming a vampire himself and, you know, having to use the, the tablets, which don't go well with his digestive system, and he's, like, he's pill-intolerant. <laughs> Right off, they use where like they're, they're like again when they're loitering around in one of the classrooms, like you mentioned, when they're like, "Oh yeah, we invented these pills, and they only work for ninety nine percent of vampires." Some are just they don't work for, I guess. Lol, and then it just cuts to zero throwing up in the corner. <laughs> It'd be a shame if the pills didn't work for him. <laughs> Scene of them not working. Gold. Yes, uh, but uh, he trained uh, for some time under a professional vampire hunter. And that vampire hunter is brought into the school undercover as a teacher, although it's not undercover at all, because everyone <laughs> immediately recognises him as the world's most famous vampire hunter. <laughs> yeah, I think the, there's the only elements of undercover anything at any point for any character is just so the day class continue to think they're, like, BTS, basically, the whole time, instead of, like, vampires and vampire hunters. Be like, oh my god, BTS is in the school next door to us. <laughs> Let's go, like, stalk them. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you do have so many scenes in this where it is just uh, Yuki and Zero have to try and do crowd management for excited teenage girls. And Yuki does something and Zero just fucks around lazing about doing nothing because he doesn't give a shit. Or it, there is that one scene where the girl's trying to like jump the, the, the wall and Yuki's like, hey, don't do that. And she startles and falls off. And then Zero catches her and he's like, don't fucking do that again. It just puts her on the ground. And she's like, I'm in love now. <laughs> and just proceeds to stalk him from the rest of the show. Because that's how this universe works, I guess. You save someone once and they fall in love with you. That's, that's, that's how Yuki fell in love. She was yeah. saved and fell in love. That's just how Twice. love works it's in this world. Mm-hmm. internal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a, she's got a not a savior complex. What's the opposite of a savior complex? Victim complex. It's <laughs> 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 not far from the truth. Yeah. Um, how did you all feel about Saint Chocolatel's Day? Fucking <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes, yes, so please. I this threw me for a fucking loop when they started this because I was like, this is just Valentine's Day. Yeah, so What's... so you watched the original Japanese here. I think everyone else at this table watched the dub. Yep, and so in so what, what was it in the dub? What, what, what Saint Chocolatels, and I yep. think in Japanese it'd be like White Day, right? No, uh, so in Japanese it's basically just White Day and and, um, and Valentine's Day are basically the same thing. It's mm. just one is for women to give chocolate to men, the other is for men to give chocolate to women, um, and they've basically just combined the two here, and they've been like, yeah, people are giving chocolate to the people that they like. Why though? Because even on vam- on especially vampire on Valentine's Day, you can like there's nothing stopping you in Japan from actually if you're a male giving a chocolate to someone. Like it's weird, but you can still do mm. it. Why the fuck have they made up San Shokoratoru Day? What the <laughs> fuck is this? I had to go and look it up. Be like, what the fuck is this? Is this a real dude? What is this? No, it's nothing. They made it up. They went to all the effort of making up this fucking day for like one episode, and it. Doesn't even. Oh, it's because the they're not. On, it's because they're not on Earth. <laughs> yeah, they did McDonald's it for no good reason. Okay, to but, be uh, fair, yeah, that now, is that is a staple for every anime. You can't ever say the thing. It's Wakadonaldaru or like something that's, similar. That's not the case with Valentine's Day. Everything else is like, yeah, it's Valentine's. Same oh, Valentine yeah. doesn't exist. It's not Earth. Yeah. Uh, now this this is a good point we need to come around on Shame. Where the fuck <laughs> is this school? I need to know because yeah, all of the students here are Japanese. Uh, but there is a local town that is next to it, which is uh, all of the signs are in Italian. They are in Italian? I didn't actually catch any of the signs, but I was like, mm. this yes. architecture is distinctly Italian. Yeah. The school has distinctly like European Italian architecture. <laughs> there is no fucking mansion like this in Japan anywhere. <laughs> I know there is one. It was in my prefecture. It was right at the top of the hill, and it was a theme park that was closed down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think I know the exact one that you're talking about, because we have been on our homestay. We were excited to go to it. It was fucking shut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, uh, to an extent, like I do kind of get it. Like it, it needs to have a gothic setting, uh, and you know, Europe is shorthand for gothic vampires and creepy sort of stuff. Uh, but the they didn't want to go with European characters for this. Like that's something they could have done. I'm not ent- entirely sure why they didn't. I mean, a lot of the night class are tall, blonde, yeah, the half of the yeah. yeah. The bit that confused me the most and kind of made me think, okay, this has to be set in Japan, is that at the end we've got a big bad lady who is Shio, whatever her name is, Mm. and her main body, like her, she is in Japanese robes, like 100%. And I'm like, okay, this this vampire wouldn't be wearing this fucking shit like all the way out in Europe. What if she's like a European weeb, though? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But still, I mean, it's just, and all the names. Konami is a very Japanese name. 
Shio is a very Japanese name. I don't think I've ever met a Westerner called Shio. Uh, how did you feel about the naming conventions in this? I'm going to be honest. I didn't pay much attention to any of it, really. I just kind of went like, oh, yeah, whatever. They're all fucking um, weird names. One of our main characters is named Zero. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, whatever. Like, he's a moody, bitchy dude. He probably gave himself that name, and everyone's just humoring him. Like, okay, whatever. Oh. And then we find out about his brother. His brother Ichiru. Yeah, Ichiru. Yeah. <laughs> I did just so look that up. zero and one. Yeah, they are zero and one. That is very strange. Um, but I did look up Ichiru, and it seems that like a general translation you could give to it is the um, the slightest connection or a tender kind of connection or a sliver connecting something. Does that mean anything? Probably fucking yeah, not. Kind of. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there's there's like a whole like twin curse subplot later on that gets way more in depth. In season two. Okay, but in season one, this means nothing. Oh, yeah, fucking nothing. Yeah, awesome. Great, cool. This is a reason for them to go zero and one. They touch on it a little bit right at the end of season one. I need to probably point out at this point, Japanese people don't start counting at zero. That's not a common thing. This is just a weird thing that anime does. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, like just to dispel any, like, because in Evangelion, they start with unit zero and then one and two, but normal people in Japan are normal people and do not start counting at zero. This is very strange. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, like, not on that point, but also the naming convention was the main female character who was found with amnesia in the middle of the snow, Yuki. Yuki being snow, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I was going to complain about it, but then as I was listening more, I think in the Japanese dub, they, I, could, I can't tell you for certain, but it feels like they don't say Yuki, which is snow, they say Yuki with an extended U sound, which would be something different. That would be no, two okay, characters yeah, no, combined, yeah, right, which, yeah. which means that like they're not re- like calling her snow, but realistically, it feels like we started with that name and the, like with snow and then and we're then oh, like, we need to, yeah, we need to, we need to, that's a bit too cliche, but how can we fix that? <laughs> In this um, vampire show. <laughs> uh, question for Seamus and Charlie. How did you both feel about the dub performances here? Some of them were pretty great. Some of them I really liked. I really liked Kyan's dub performance was great. It was uh-huh. goofy and fun. Uh, was it Toga, the, the, the cowboy? Yes. 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 His, yeah. was, his was great, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Travis Willingham stan. Um, yeah, no shit. <laughs> look. Um, Kaname was kind of monotone a lot. Yeah, that's like his whole thing. It was. That, yeah, and that's... It was uh, his whole thing. It's a tough direction to give an actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, even in the... Again, this is about the anime. I get it. Even in the manga, he, his face had, like, emotions drawn on. So I would assume there's inflection there. Maybe. I would like to think... Or at least that's how it was in my brain when I read it. He talked like he gave a shit about his... Girlfriend. Yeah, this is a thing that does come up in reviews as I'm going through and seeing people's reactions from the time. People were a bit disappointed about Kaname being significantly less uh, readable. Yeah. And being a very blank slate in the anime. And, like, you can't tell anything that he's thinking. I know a uh, criticism or a debate I had with fellow weebs at the time was um, that he was supposed to be, like, a, a reference or a reflection of like that self insert MC you get in a lot of like shonen shows where oh. you can just like imagine yourself as that dude because he's such a fucking blank slate of a human. He could be anyone. I, like, yeah, that's me. I like, as somebody who doesn't like this show, I like that a lot as a way to criticize the people that, yeah, like <laughs> you're such a fucking white trash bitch that you would be Konami. <laughs> like, oh, yes. All right. I got a new way to burn some fucking weeds. Oh my God. Oh. 
I also really liked the the angsty teenager in me really liked Zero's performance. Uh, Vic Manara does a fantastic job uh, with angst. Mm. He he sells it. Yes. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. He put his whole. Can I say bussy on this show? Um, <laughs> this is how bussy into this role. Like, he really does. <laughs> I can't stop you from saying bussy on this show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because a, a lot of the early scenes for him is that, uh, like, there's a whole early arc where he doesn't want to be a vampire because he hates vampires so much. Mm. And so you just, every episode has a scene where, like, he is in the bathroom or on the stairwell refusing to take his tablets and going, Hurr! Yeah, and we all love a man that growls and whimpers. The duality of man. That's what you want. And, like, it, it, sure, there's certainly times where he's, like, as flat as Kaname when he's trying to, like, refuse Yuki being like, oh, my God, drink for me now. Do it. Do it. Yes. The, the tonal shifts in Yuki's blood offering. Oh, my God, yeah. Whiplash. So, yes, after he starts accepting blood from her, these are... Definitely erotic scenes. <laughs> I'm, okay, oh, yeah. Wait, she's I, being like pressed up against the wall, and uh, I, I, I have a note. Oh, um, please, I've got a. I, so, drinking blood is a euphemism or metaphor for sex in this. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. In Good. most vampire media, I would yeah. say Good. Like, they're okay. staying the course okay. here. Cool. Great. So, um, that means that there's a bit of rape in this as well. It just doesn't I mean, really like, get yeah, addressed. Metaphorical. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Just wanted to. Just wanted to check that I. That I the read that vibe correctly. Okay. Good. Yeah, like there's definitely a bit of there's definitely a bit a bit of non-consent. Yeah, like when um, uh, Yuki finds those two girls trying to make take photos of the night classmen, um, like hiding around. She's like, "No, go away!" And then Ido and Kine come out, being like, "Hey, what are you girlies doing?" <laughs> and then she tries to fight them off, and she nicks herself. And then like Ido just, I think it's Ido that just starts biting into her before Kaname jumps in, and yeah, he's like, so. "Yeah, bitch, no." Yeah, he, he has a good slobber on her hand where she's grazed herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's probably why tween me fixated on this show so much because <laughs> I grew up with, on, like, a lot of vampire content because there was, there was not a lot of, like, edgy shit around. And, and vampires are cool, man. Also, I don't... For, for, a, lot of, for, for a lot of statements of, of being a vampire sucks, I don't see a lot of negatives to being a vampire in this show. There aren't any real drawbacks. Okay, the, 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 are you kidding? There's a ma- level E's are like a whole thing. Being a vampire is only good if you're A, born into it, or like B, if you are turned and you are graced with the, the pure blood afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we get into the class politics that I was wanting <laughs> to discuss, oh God, which are yeah. absolutely not addressed at all in this show <laughs> whatsoever. Again, what the fuck is with this? All of these shows keep having things where it's like, yeah, we've got like different people and like looking down on the people who are not worthy or whatever, but then not actually addressing that and going, hey, that's kind of fucked up. Oh, yeah. You know? Like the, the level E's are legitimately awful every time that they show off. Yeah. yeah do you want to describe level E's for us? Um, so I think the first time you see like a proper level E is where, where Yuki is going through the little European town outside the school. And there's like a totally not sus child with a red balloon being like, Oh man, I lost my balloon. And she goes to grab it and he starts running away a bunch, like creepily going around shadowy corners. I I didn't hear one of the positives I have to say about the show is that there are a couple of moments where they take, like they do something interesting with the animation and they had some interesting CG animation in this scene where Mm. She's chasing the kid down some corridors and it's zooming into like a 2D drawn shot of the thing, but it's doing that like, yeah, like yeah. CG animatedly. And it was like 
not amazingly well done, but it was interesting. I've yeah. never seen anything cool, else do it cool before. perspective stuff, especially in that clock tower. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like, there are some interesting animation. There's also some trash, but, like, there are some <laughs> moments where trash. they, like, they go for it and, oh, great stuff. Anyway. Yeah, and, like, oh, she eventually corners this kid in a clock tower and she's like, here, little child, I have your balloon where you've... Why are you in the clock tower? It doesn't ask that. I did. <laughs> watching it, like, why did you follow this child for, like, however many kilometres into this fucking worn down clock tower and she tries to give him the balloon and he's like ah! and then he turns around and his face like transforms and gets all fangy and his eyes bug out and he gets all like wrinkly and weird and like very goblin-y gargoyle-ish and, yeah really got like proper like gothic gargoyle the one like, like Batman would sit on kind of thing and then she's like oh my god is this a little E <laughs> except with not that much inflection because she never gave us anything <laughs> They do say, say that the E stands for something at one point. Uh, end. Yeah, the end. The it's end. The yeah. end. Because if you if you go to a level E, the only thing left for you is the end. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but uh, I was wondering if that was like a backwards one there because they also say, oh, you know, the pure bloods are at the top, aristocrats are the B class, regular vampires are C. You don't get anything fucking else. Yeah. <laughs> they never mention a D exists. If it does, you don't hear about it. Yeah. It's it's yeah. You've you've got your pure bloods, your aristocrats, and then the there's kind of like that C where it's kind of like. Uh, they're very close to being level E. Like if they indulge no, more, there, there, there's a there's the D. So the, you've got the the C, which mm-hmm. is if you were born into into the vampire class, into the vampire race, um, but your blood was very mixed. Yes, no, you're and right, then yeah. you've got level D or previously human vampires. Mm. Yeah, my so, read of that is zero would be a D, right? Yes, currently it, yeah. on the verge of falling to an E. So the only people, the only way you can maintain that D level or previously human level is to drink the blood of the pure blood that turned you. Mm. Because the only one that can turn people is pure bloods. Or apparently an equally fucking powerful pure blood because that just worked. Didn't know if it was gonna, but... Which also doesn't make sense because where are all these new level E's popping up from? Since they said at the very beginning there was a war a hundred years ago and that's where all these level E's came from. Why do they still exist? I mean, okay. How are they still around? Okay, there's, there's this whole thing where, where um, um, uh, it's not uh, Ido's dad, it's... Um, uh, Hanabusa's yeah, dad. Hanabusa's yeah, Hanabusa's dad comes around. You can tell. I'm sorry. That Aryan fucking motherfucker, who, by the way, is the only dude in the show that has any kind of, like, not black outlining. Because if you look at this dude, right, everyone in the show has a black outline, hair, hands, clothes, everything. This dude's beard, blonde outlining. It's so <laughs> weird. I could not stare it at it. It is a very strange beard. It's so <laughs> weird. But you can tell this This is a dude by the way he interacts with other um, vampires and later on with uh, Shizuka. This motherfucker absolutely wants to restart the war and claim reclaim vampire supremacy. So I think it's touched on in the manga a bit. I can't really recall that, like, absolutely his side of the family and the people within his, like, uh, like, uh, like cast or, like, same political leaning, so like active, faction on the council. Yeah, the faction on the council are trying to like sort of tip the scales back into vampire rule again. Something that's never fucking brought up, but like <laughs> very lightly implied in the actual show. Um, and again, a lot of this is being drawn from what the fuck I remembered from two thousand eight, having travelled back here. But like, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, they just don't tell you anything, and you just kind of context clues if a that. lot of that class stuff gets brought up more in season two yeah but, but but does it get scrutinized or is it just yeah we're gonna further explain how this thing works and not actually interrogate why it is that way nah or... this is just how the world works yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah there's so kaname is the pure blood 
Um, all of the others are there because they are the children of aristocrats. And he says the reason everyone is here is because, um, A, it's a chance for them to study, and B, we're trying to uh, get moderate political teachings into them so that they are willing to work with humans mm. and can someday like bridge the, the gap there and create peace instead of going back to this all-out war state. Uh, you find out in this that most of the students that have been put there, either their parents have other intentions or they have other intentions. Uh, most of them are just there to kind of impress Kaname. Yeah, because like there's this whole point where like, yes, this grand council of aristocratic vampires exists and does control a fair portion of the world. But the second a pure blood like uh, Shizuka or, or Kaname decides to step in, their word doesn't fucking matter. So the only control they've been granted is through the will of the pure bloods alone because they're too fucking lazy and old to give a shit is like my interpretation yeah. of it anyway. The pure bloods have that blood bond over all other vampires where they can tell you to do something and you do it. Because they're like the super size, basically. Mm. Or at least the the original bloodline. And we've got nobody like recognizing that this is fucked up. That we've got this group of people that can just with a word force people to do things against their will. Well, Eventually, <laughs> yeah, but I don't give a shit about the future. I'm talking about right now in 2008 when I've watched season one of this show. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, right now we've got this. Great. We've got this person with ultimate control, and we're all just like, yeah, but he's hot though. I will say the the things that this show is primarily interested in, uh, like a the love triangle, uh, like especially it wants to show like these two guys getting increasingly jealous of each other. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, Kaname, as soon as Zero starts drinking Yuki's blood. He is like really, really pissed off about it because he's very much like that's you know I saved her she's she's mine. Yeah, I <laughs> that's such an this. intimate act. Like you know, yikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then on the other side, you know, Zero realizes that Kaname is like way more powerful than him and starts like gloating over the top of him. It's like I'm the only reason I haven't ripped you to shreds is because you're the only person who won't betray Yuki and can be her shield. Mm. Whatever. So it's it's you know working on that conflict, and she has a lot of you know blushing moments with the. the t- a lot of blushing in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially I, when they're having their blood drunk. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so I started rewatching this fucking show at work. I had it like little minimized <laughs> in a window, just like a billion like sh- things open normally on my screen, and then like I, I think I got to was it six or seven. Whether the, the first one were in like the bathroom, the bar, yeah, yeah, I remember that came up pushed and, like, up against the wall, put, yeah, and like my fucking manager was sitting next to me that day, <laughs> and he's just like, "What the fuck are you watching?" I'm like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> but bafflingly, the other thing that this show is interested in, because we be at the back half of the season, and the romance goes on the back burner while we have this new mysterious transfer student, um, Kurenai, uh, Maria, yeah, Maria. Oh, wait. Maria yeah. Yeah, Maria Karina. Maria Karina. Yeah. Who comes in and she's weird. <laughs> she's <laughs> very the- ooh, ooh, soft. Please don't hurt me. She is the manic pixie dream girl of this universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, immediately they're like, oh, this is the first lesbian. And of course she's weird and predatory <laughs> because it's 2008. But like only like not lesbian enough to not hit on Kaname, at least in front of the other students, where she's, like, mm. smooching up on his hand and shit. Yeah, she does do that. Yes. <laughs> but then again, that's just, like, a whole power play thing. And she absolutely is a, yeah, yeah. giant lesbian. So the, the two things that we are revealed here, one is that uh, this isn't actually the girl. Her body has been taken over by an ancient pure blood vampire who was the one who killed Zero's parents. Mm. 
and uh, Zero's twin brother is still alive and working for her. Because he's so down bad. Such a simp. <laughs> he's such, such a, a simp. giant simp. Like, I get it, but damn. Yeah. How, how did you all feel about this all unfolding? Because I was watching this. I'm like, what? I, I don't fully. <laughs> I was like already on edge the moment they started to introduce more of Zero's backstory. I'm like, yeah, Zero had a brother. And his brother was like real clingy and real into Zero. Like to a really just intense degree. And like, like yeah, Shoujo manga, whatever. But like this was two like seven-year-old kids. This wasn't oh. like teenagers at the time when they were showing like this flashback. They, they, they were like seven at the time. And I was like, oh, can we, can we just get to the bit where he dies already? So funny when he's grown up and he's like, do you know how hard it is to be a twin brother? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And I'm like, that's, that's not a legitimate No, no, story. to back up my boy Ichijo here, hold on. He was born into a family of vampire hunters as like the weaker twin, literally designated as the weaker twin who will never amount to anything because... Twins can't be born to vampire hunters because the other consumes the other twin in the womb, creating a thus more powerful vampire hunter. Due to the curse that vampires place on hunters. That's how they get their magic powers from. That's why vampire hunters can only ever have one child. But oh no, they popped. Hang on, was this in the show? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, they they did. Fuck, I missed this. (laughs) But then, oh no, they accidentally popped out too. So fuck, we named them one and O, I guess. And ah shit, the weak ones called one. Ah, we fucked that up, I guess. We'll, We'll just train the cool one and the weak wimpy one can sit in the corner and uh, just be there I guess and they just neglected the shit out of this kid and Zero's the only one that cares about Ichijo and yeah they're a little bit closer than is what I would say normal for like two seven year old boys but they were very isolated in this weird vampire incesty universe so yeah, they, they, they accepted the cards that were dealt to them in my brain <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, it is um, Ichiru. Ichiru, um, Ichiru, I- Ichijo yeah. is um, the other, um, that's Takuma's. Yes, no, yeah, my bad, yep, yep, yep. Acceptable yep. <laughs> <laughs> mistake to make. I still don't know any fucking names, so you're just like <laughs> half saying a name and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's Iria. Yeah, because yeah, there's, there's, the, there's, the, there's the fucking Ichijo and Ichiru, and I'm like, why the, that is a beef, like, side note of mine, whenever, it doesn't matter whether, whether it's anime or like, Sarah J Mass looking fantasy motherfuckers that like, hey, I'm gonna make a bajillion characters and like six of them are all gonna have similar sounding names just to spite you. Get fucked. This this is a romanticy crime, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just people playing tabletop and going, that's my backup character. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. Anytime that the, like it's a twin brother who's showing up to it's the most bold and the beautiful shit that oh, it yeah. could possibly have. It's great. I, I love it. I love like, it was so obvious from the start that somebody from Zero's past was going to come back. Probably the brother, let's be real. And I'll, I ate that shit up at the time. And I ate it up again when he came back. And I was like, yes, make this sad boy sadder. I love this. His life isn't hard enough. Make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like I did like the mask that he... Like, I'm sorry, I didn't like the mask, but I like that he came in with a mask. And then at one point, I think Zero had the comment of like, what the fuck? She's making you wear some like... Grimy ask mask. What the yeah. fuck is that? And I, I, I was will, like, yeah. Why? What? <laughs> and I will say, it's like a like a an editing thing. At least in the the English dub, when he takes it off, there is this distinct foley sound where it sounds like it's a bone china mask yep. too, which is the most yep. uncomfortable fucking thing to wear. Yep. I also like the fact that Yuki couldn't tell that they were twins until he took the mask off. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this this tiny piece of of, of mask covering part I, of the I, face. I will admit, I had forgotten that Zero had a twin brother. Like by the the time he came up in the story so like when he when you first see him i was like did you get a clone of zero <laughs> 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 
That would have been cooler. <laughs> a clone of his dead brother, I think, would have been the coolest, though. So something I want to point out. Um, I don't know how, like, I don't know how it happened in the English dub. In the Japanese dub, at one point, one of the characters offhandedly mentions that Shio has, as a pure blood, um, she's got a tragic backstory, or whatever. I, I get. I'm not. I've got a note asking if I'm meant to sympathize with her because I don't. But they really try to make you. Um, but apparently, is like throughout her life, she was given the uh, the nickname of the Kuruizaki. Yeah, Kuruizaki Hime. Did anything like that come up in the English dub? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Did they yeah. say exactly that? What? How did they explain um, that? The mad something. Yeah, like the. I can't. Again, I can't remember the main. The main thing I remember is that one. You are a hundred percent supposed to sympathize with her after a certain point because they're like yeah, yeah. um oh they the the vampire hunters uh killed off her human lover because um it was too dangerous and she yeah, was they, becoming... kill, they kill off her human lover that was given to her as a slave but no she was supposed to eat him though yeah like she, she, was... she was he was supposed to be a meal and then she got attached and they were like hey and hey. But they specifically mentioned that he still hated her yeah, because she turned him into a vampire. Yeah. yeah. Like, she was forcibly keeping him alive, and it was very much like a slave thing for her. And you're like, she was so desperately in love with this dude and just actively keeping him alive. She's like, oh, humans die out so quickly. I can't bear to be in love with a human. I'm going to forcibly turn my meal ticket and then make him stay alive. And then the vampires, hunters were like, ah, you're kind of creating a really powerful potential level E here. We're going to fucking kill him because we can get away with that. We can't get away with killing a pure blood, though. And then she was like, hmm. Time to lay waste. Yeah, what the fuck? I, I'm not. I'm not down with this, guys. Like they're doing oh, this yeah. big sad story, and I'm like, get no, the but like, get fucked. He, this he lady's was, awful. He was not a level E because she gave him, him the blood. She she gave him her blood, which means that he could never fall to a level E ever again. Yeah, he was too much of a risk, though. He was a risk because he did, the the vampire council didn't like that she wasn't following their rules, mm. and so they plotted to have her killed. By sending the Kiryus after her. And the only way they could do that was if they sent the Kiryus after the human lover as a level E. So they would kill them. And then she would go after the Kiryus and get herself killed when she went and fought them. But yeah, yeah, two vampire hunters up against a pureblood? Nah, fam, that's not, that's not how that works. Because the Kiryus were supposed to be the strongest vampire hunters at the time. Yeah, like the purest bloodline of vampire hunters. Basically the... Yeah. And on the nickname, I believe it's the Mad Blooming Princess. There we go. Okay. Um, so that does come up, and it's supposed to be talked about the fact that the bloodline that she's from, a lot of them go mad yeah. and just kill people. Okay. And that's why she's locked up and put in a room, because she's still a pureblood and they need to look after her, and they can't, vampires can't kill purebloods. Um, uh, and they freeze her in a big crystal, yeah. Mm. She freezes herself in that big, crystal. Yeah, right. while she's like, because um, her body was a little bit damaged from the fight with the Kiryus. So she's like, I'm going to inhabit this sickly child who I'm like, hey, you're sick. I will feed you my blood and make you healthier if you let me possess you while I yeah. put my crystal body into healing fucking gold mode. She goes mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant sarcophagus, I'm she sorry. Goes, she, she goes mad and kills the Kiryu family mm. only to discover that, oh, these, these aren't the people responsible. The Vampire Council did Order some them. shit. Yeah. So now I've got to, after being injured by the Kiryu, because the Kiryu did injure her, she's like, okay, now I've got to go rest and repair and recover so I can then plot my revenge on the Council. Mm. Right. Okay. I ask because it gets mentioned twice that her nickname was the Kuruizaki Hime and then just kind of dropped and they didn't actually explain what that was. So I'm sitting here like, what the I fuck? Do you remember in the anime they mentioned a little bit that the lineage would go mad and that's about it. Like It, it is it a throwaway very... sentence. So yeah. I, I looked up the, like, it's, 
I think you'd call it an idiom. I'm not entirely sure, but it's like a phrase. It's a set of phrase that if you're using it in everyday terms, it basically, kudo izaki basically means something blooming out of season. And I'm yeah, like, okay. huh, that's I, weird, I guess. Okay. But then doing some further digging, I found out that it's also used to mean something that is past its prime, but Ooh. regains a bit of momentum for a bit. So I took that to mean that she's been a purebud for a while and she's like, you know, kept in a cage, whatever. She's just old random lady, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, at the moment that she decided to get crazy and kill the dudes yeah. was like, that was her. She's past her prime, but oh, look, she's got a bit of energy back before she like withers away or whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah It's like them flaming out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. guess that fits with all the, um, the, like the, the iconography where she's constantly sitting in every flashback in a dying soccer tree. Like the, the, mm. it's like, cause it's not a tr- soccer tree in bloom. Like the, the, Leaves are not just like doing that really aesthetic Instagram thing where they're just kind of breezing about. No, they're actively falling and dying off the tree as she's crying. And it's like, I can kind of see the metaphor there if I fucking look really, really closely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange that this is a show that is doing some very convoluted stuff, especially around the villains and their motivations and all that kind of stuff. When the actual like play-by-play in the anime is... Mostly Yuki having the same several flashbacks oh my God. over and over <laughs> yeah. just to really drill in that she's so grateful that Kaname saved her life when she was little. <laughs> the phrase, white snow reminds me of red blood is oh my God. fucking awful. Was that, was that the line that the show opened with? Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. So in Japanese, the line was, what is what? that which is not red? Which, yeah. fuck me, that's yeah. the most, like, bullshit poetry I've yeah. ever heard in my life. I, like, I sat down, s- that came up, and I was like, oh, fucking kill me. <laughs> that's so goofy. That's some shit you whip out at, like, 10th grade English to impress your teacher you have a crush on. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, nah, it's, uh, and just, um, have we touched on how shit this bitch's monologues are? Like, every time she is just, like, thinking about either Kaname or Zero or, like, her lack of memories, that she just can't form a sentence or at least one that makes sense and it just it just sucks it just sucks the whole time and i think it's why it took me so long to binge this time like despite the fact i was watching it at work and i had to keep like all tabbing <laughs> constantly it's just she's so insufferable to listen to and like i get why i burned through the manga when i read it because i could just like skim read her and be like okay she's sad cool <laughs> turn the page <laughs> we're like I cool vampires i already know those emotions <laughs> yes <laughs> I think the quirk that kind of really got on my nerves is uh, anytime she is in a scary situation, there is like this sound effect and then it plays like her little girl voice oh, going, oh, vampire is so scary. <laughs> oh, and she does do that little like ooh-ooh voice. <laughs> vampire is going to eat me. Like It's like they couldn't hire an actual child. So they're just like, hey, can you do ooh-ooh? Can you speak in ooh-ooh? Sick. Excellent. I mean, this was 2008 where I mean, yeah. especially the, the English dub, Voice actors. Like there weren't a lot of them. It's like six of them. <laughs> and like, I, on a side note, you see these flashbacks of her like little like origin amnesia in the snow session. You'd think they'd animate those specific bits well, at least since you're going to see them so yes. many fucking times. Or maybe give us a couple of different angles. Like yeah. maybe like animate this one and then animate a second one from like above or something. And I, I get that like animation is hard. It's time computer. Uh, like time, time consuming. consuming. Yes, thank go. you. And expensive. And it's an awful process all around, if you, especially if you're understaffed, which I imagine they were, because most animation studios and mangakas are awfully. But, like, if you're going to reuse a shot, 
can I at least have one that looks nice to reuse? Like, I get the need to reuse a shot, but, but like... Know, g- give me a couple of filters over it. Like, maybe this time it'll be a blue except, filter. Except maybe the next time it'll be a all they gave one. us is the one uh, grayscale filter yeah. <laughs> that's a bit film grainy. But you are correct that, you know, uh, Studio Dean in this year had to put out uh, Gag Manga Biori 3, Mission E, Amatsuki, Hatenko Yugi, Junjo Romantica, Hellgirl 3 Vessels. I forgot they were Junjo Romantica. <laughs> Junjo Romantica 2 and Kiyokara Mao third season. <laughs> so I've got more of this shit to look forward to. Okay, okay. Oh. Ju- yeah. Mm. That's they, a tangent for another day. <laughs> they had a lot on their fucking plate this they, year. Yeah, fuck. I forgot. Yeah, that is... Look, if you thought there was a lot of like unscrupulous like relationships and just real sort of icky stuff in vampire, don't watch Ginger Romantica. Well, I've got just no choice. I'm <laughs> <laughs> stuck That's here. That's right. You understand what the, the prison I have built for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's the same vein. Also, can I just say, Yuki is objectively a bad friend to Sayuri. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She does not deserve this. This this this, 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 this friend who's friend. constantly going. Are you okay? Are you what okay? Kind of say, are Here's you... some notes. Making checking in, making sure she's okay. It's just I'm too broody with these vampire lovers to <laughs> hear about this relationship. Oh my god, Sayuri is the only motherfucker at any point who brings up the fact that um like her dad, Kind Cross, has both Zero and Yuki working literally twenty four seven. They don't sleep because they're also doing guard duty at night while the vampires are out. That's why she's getting in trouble and failing her classes because she's she's not stupid. She's just sleeping because her dad's like, how about you just work constantly? Because Unpaid. I'm not, yeah, because there is a whole vampire hunter league, but oh, that's too politi- politically risky to put vampire hunters in the vampire school run by a vampire hunter. So, so I'll just put have- my kid there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and her childhood friend who's kind of on the verge of becoming a vampire. <laughs> but we don't know that yet. Oosh. Kyan absolutely knew that. Oh, yeah, he absolutely knew, but Yuki doesn't. And the viewer doesn't for at least the first episode. Uh, is it that long? I don't think so. He's strapped, though. He's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. haven't mentioned the gun yet. Yeah, they, they give this motherfucker a gun and they give Yuki a stick that sparkles, <laughs> but she that never has, uses. That has never worked against any vampire she's hit against. Every with. vampire that like she goes to attack, they just grab it and it like sparks and they're just like, fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Trying to hit me with a vibe? Okay? <laughs> Why is it so long? <laughs> <laughs> and yet Zero has this gun that shoots flowers that does Estimating damage it's to vampires. It's insta death for anyone that isn't a pure blood. Aristocat. Aristocats don't get insta death either. Yeah. Yeah. That is how much of an impact the weapons have on this fucking show. We rant about it for about 30 seconds and then, yeah, yeah anyway. It's, yeah. it's fun that it's on a, a wallet chain. <laughs> okay, no, fuck off. That's cool. That's cool as shit. The only thing missing is Jenko jeans. Like, that would be. <laughs> That would be so, like, imagine Zero coming in on a skateboard doing a kickflip and just, like, it's gun on some Jenko jeans, just like, and doing absolutely zero damage and skating away. That That is my ideal universe. Instead of skating away, he's just on Heelys. <laughs> yes. You mentioned Heelys. We had Heelys in our last episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, finishing notes here. We can talk about the opening and the ending, which I've, I the feel OP, are pretty well produced. The OP is so good. It's... It is on Iconic. my Spotify to this day, unironically. It was before you even asked me to rewatch this bullshit. It's just <laughs> yeah. on there as one of my liked songs in like multiple playlists because it fucking slaps. I will say, like, I don't like it. That's just because it's not my kind of song, but nails it. Like, absolutely 100%. It starts and I'm like, oh, I know what the show is about. Yeah. Like, 100%. This is going to be about goth, sad vampire boys. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. 
They have a pretty consistent scoring the whole way through this. Like you've got the little sad harpsichord tunes. And <laughs> yeah. And even the outros are fucking phenomenal. Mm. They're just so good. Wait, I forgot about something that's very important, Nick. Sorry, before we close out. Yes. They they, they let, because we've, we've touched on how like feeding and blood drinking is obviously a euphemism for sex. It is so important, or at least for me personally, that despite all of the like icky will they, won't they with like Yuki and Zero and Kaname and that whole thing, they let zero drink from Kaname. They they let <laughs> they let us have the closest thing to like some BL in this show or like any kind of like diversity really. The best <laughs> the best ship is 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 the uh, enemies to lovers trope of Kaname X Zero. <laughs> it really is. Hands down. It really is. Like it's it's just I'm glad that that was in there because this was 100% a genre where that's not required. Yeah. For, especially for the year of 2008. I was where we say, are. This, this, is, this is a time when that is actively discouraged in yeah. any way. <laughs> and like, we, we know this comes from a studio that is actively doing BL at the same time, but you wouldn't think they'd dare to put that in this kind of shit. And sure, it was in the manga, but nowhere near as. They didn't need to put that shot in there for so long. That yeah. was like a throwaway panel in the manga. Remember that explicitly? Because I had it cut out. And a scrap <laughs> of, <laughs> of like, oh, that's a cool drawing reference. I'm going to put that with my drawing references. Uh-huh. And drawing <laughs> reference. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling them? <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, I just it was nice that that was in there and I could not let that go unsaid. <laughs> so final thoughts on the show. <laughs> Uh, so I'm sticking with what I started with. Uh, trash, better than I expected it would be. Still trash. For me, 90% of it, I love it. But that's a lot of that is nostalgia doing a, a lot of heavy lifting. Oh, God, yeah. Because it was a time when that was just a vibe that I just lived in. I don't know I really truly ever left. But <laughs> gothic vampire boys, that's, that's what I'm about. Um, there's some concerns, but, you know. The nostalgia goggles. <laughs> the nostalgia goggles blow that away. Yeah. Some concerns. Ooh, Look, yeah. we, we, we barely touched on the incest factors, and the, that's because they don't really come up. Till they next don't come season. up yet. Yeah. So incest doesn't exist right now. It's fine. Only like emotional incest. There's no blood incest. They're yet. not related by blood. They're just basically step Ad- siblings. adopted siblings. Currently. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This was actually kind of like it wasn't difficult, but it was a slightly hard watch, and I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a hard, it was a hard watch for me now, and I loved the show back in the day. Right, six months before we watch the next half of this, I'm not fucking doing it any sooner. Done, promise. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Endless 08. I've been Duffo, and I've been BJ. You can find all our stuff at endless08.com and on our social media. If you know a real freak, tell them about the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>